You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 98. We're discussing our final thoughts on the journey to The Last Jedi. Spoiler free. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Trey. And I'm Sanjay. The boys are back at the table. We're finally in the same room together. It is a deconstructed nerd room, though. I'm in the process of moving here and we're squeezed around the table amongst everything all packed in bins and boxes but we had to get together even though i sound like absolute shit right now <laughs> we had to get together to discuss our final thoughts for the last jedi we're going to be seeing this in just 48 hours we're down to counting hours at this point no longer counting days by the time this episode hits your ears it'll be the morning of the last jedi gentlemen how excited are you for the last jedi something we've been counting down towards <laughs> for the last two years yeah, oh man, so, so excited for this movie. I can't wait. I've been watching Star Wars films pretty much every night leading up to this. Tonight is nice. my favorite, um, you know, Revenge of the Sith, so that's going uh, down oh. after this recording. And uh, yeah, man, totally stoked, totally stoked. Do you want some sand? Uh, <laughs> hey, sand. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really excited. Um, you know, I haven't really been into Star Wars nearly as long as you two have been, so for me to be this excited for a movie, it's... You know, I really enjoyed Rogue One and uh, what's the other one? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I guess you could say a Force Awakens inside me. Yeah, so this is Sanjay's third film-going experience, night of, for Star Wars. And this yeah. is probably going to be the biggest one for you because you get the universe now. I know, I know. Because I've seen all the movies now. Yeah. And I think that's all you need to see, right? All of them. <laughs> and all of Clone Wars and all the Rebels. You gotta read the comic books and all the books to actually get the universe, right? I'm only kidding. It's like a 24-hour job. <laughs> yeah. It literally is. I cannot keep up with all of it. It's crazy, though. But I'm super pumped for this, super excited. I cannot wait to get in that theater. Now, our dude, Mark over at TSW, he's seen the film. Really? Yeah. In his job, he has the ability to go and screen movies. So he saw it. He doesn't give any spoilers away. I said to him, I threw it up on the TSW VIP site, I said, just give me one sentence. And he says, I need a second viewing. Oh, of course. So by the sounds of it, this is a pretty dense movie. A lot of complexities, a lot of probably changes to some of the, the basic, the foundational ideas about the force, about characters. And that's some of the reception that I'm kind of hearing. I've, I've stayed away from spoilers for the most part since that super, or not Super Bowl trailer, the CB Monday, Night, yeah, the Monday yeah. Night Football trailer. Right. Um, and this podcast, when we talk about The Last Jedi, one thing we're going to do here, completely spoiler free. So any talk is going to be pure speculation, not speculation because we've seen things in trailers. And I, I, I just want it to be this way because I, I've stayed so spoiler free for probably last month to the point even where I'm avoiding some podcasts at this point. It's really breaking my heart, especially amongst the Star Wars Commonwealth. But I'm trying to have just an experience with this film because I think it's going to be so different from anything we've seen before in the Star Wars universe. And I want to have that wow factor. So I'm super excited. Like I've almost gone dark on Twitter. I, I, you know, it's hard to stay off it, but I, I've done fairly well. I haven't really gotten any spoilers. Have you guys ventured into that part of the world? Um, no, for the most part, I've stayed away from it. Just, just basically theories, speculation. Yeah. 
for me. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm totally dark in terms yeah. of Star Wars theory. Yeah, you know, I haven't even really grabbed any of the books leading up to this thing. I'm, no. I'm still behind on the Leia book and the Legends of Luke. Yeah, and I the Phasma. Know, the fa- even Battlefront. I haven't yeah. picked up Battlefront, but I've you know kind of oh, dived you, on YouTube. And you haven't got Battlefront? Mode. haven't got Battlefront. Oh, dude, you yeah. don't know what you're missing. Oh, I know, I know. EA's not taking my money. Those guys have been <laughs> doing some dirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that a, the game? Yeah, the scam. Uh, yeah, the uh, gameplay, what is it? Purchases to get characters? The purchases, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the $89 oh, isn't enough that you want to like Simpsons tap more. out or like Injustice where you got to buy characters? Shit like Something that. Something like that, basically. Yeah, yeah basically. I hate so. that. It's like video games are going that way now. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. But uh, the cool thing is the story mode's done right now, but they're leading more story, um, I think, after Last Jedi, so we get more of that story. So anybody that's interested in that game and the connection and the canon and the lore of Star Wars, be sure to check out uh, YouTube. Yeah, all that stuff. well, it's one of those things too with the new games, the way that they're going, it's so interactive yes. that they've almost like kind of adopted some of the stuff you get from apps where yeah. you have the in app purchase. Yeah. And to make your experience better or bigger, they don't, they're not constrained now with the internet and everything, how it's connected. They're not constrained to a cartridge or a disc anymore. Exactly. Right? So exactly. You, their game could go on really forever. That's for sure. Yeah. Just patching true. in things, right? That's true. One cool thing I do have to shout out with this this game though is the story group is so tight. Um, you would be familiar with it. I think it's the Aftermath series. Yeah. I think they mentioned Han Solo has a beard in that book at yeah. some point. They actually pay enough attention in this game that you do see Harrison Ford with a beard. So they, they connect all those tissues from each story. So oh, I thought awesome. that was pretty cool. You know, a little spoiler there, but I think Is he coming cool. back? Well, this, this takes is... place uh, within the span between after episode six and before yeah. uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, so this is like, this is basically right after Shattered Empire. Yeah. Basically. Aftermath. Silly yeah. me. Yeah. How could I, how could I let that slip? I'm sorry, guys. I'll step up my game. No more slippage for the rest of this episode. There you go. You get your Star Wars lore right. Turn around. Start reading the books behind you. You'll see me in about three, three months or three years. How long will that take? Uh, you got a little while to catch up. Several days. If I can find it. Like, look at all these comic books behind Tim. I'm going to take a picture. It's impressive to see your comic book collection. Is that mostly Marvel? Is that Star Wars? Is that both? It's not DC. No. <laughs> There's a couple DC in there, but yeah. it's uh, Star Wars and Marvel is a big one. It's mostly Marvel, I would say. Avengers, Captain America probably mm-hmm. take the biggest stack, but Star Wars is starting to get up there for me. I've concentrated a lot of my reading lately on Star Wars. I've had a trouble finding the time to kind of do everything with the move and everything going on in life. It's, it's just been hard to refocus. So I'm hoping once we get settled down... Because we'll be recording next week for the new Nerd Room. Studio yeah. 3. Studio, Studio 3. 4. The 4, actually. Well, yeah, like, Studio 3, I guess. From the, like, the Nerd Room yeah. core. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Crazy. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully this one's a little bit more permanent. Cool. For a bit. It's a bit bigger of a room, so we're going nice. to have an opportunity to do a little bit of decorating, maybe get you guys input. And I, Yeah. It's it's hard. It's I'm super excited about it. It's the one thing I'm focusing on really hard in the house. It's like, we got this whole house, yeah. and the one thing I'm focusing on is the basement. Of course. It's got a wet bar. Oh. oh man. Man. There you yeah. go. You're going to have to make some Star Wars themed drinks. Oh, I will. Don't you? Do not not worry about that. You should call it the cantina. Exactly. There's even, I've even got mugs and everything. Oh, yeah. Good to go here. (laughs) Anyways, guys, before we get into a bit more of that Last Jedi talk, we've got some questions that were really high level questions that we're going to run through and give our predictions and see how close we can get coming out of the back end of the movie. And one thing that we've actually discussed is actually doing a live, almost live, reaction. Right after we get out of The Last Jedi, I'm going to take the laptop and microphone, pass it around, maybe have a beer or two, and talk about The Last Jedi, and hopefully release that on Friday at some point. So that's kind of preliminary at this point, but we're thinking that because we're seeing a 6 o'clock showing on Thursday, there's going to be lots of time after. We don't have to worry about rushing home to the kids, or it's midnight or anything like that. 
working the next day. So hopefully we can get our live reactions, spoiler-free reactions, right after The Last Jedi. So any thoughts, you two, on seeing the movie again on Thursday? Going yeah. in and then being yeah. like, this was great, let's see it again. I'll do it. Yeah, like, the, well, it's, <laughs> it might be hard to get a ticket at that time, but... Like, there's a lot of people wanting to see this movie? Yeah, a few. And oh. we're going to talk about box office here, because this thing is going to kill it. Yeah. 93 million. 93, yeah, just below the Justice <laughs> League, eh? <laughs> that 40% Rotten Tomato. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to jump into some of the other news that we've missed over the last couple of weeks, because yeah. it's been a while since the three of us have been together. We've had some guest hosts from Tumbling Saber, Rob Cast, from... Roman Pod and Cast and the TSW Roundtable filled our came on for the Justice League review. So thank you to all the guys that have come and sat with us at, in the Nerd Room and podcast with us. It's been a lot of fun. I'm a little nervous because they're really good. Maybe you guys should get like <laughs> shittier guest hosts so that way I'm not nervous. I like, you know, get someone that doesn't know anything and then, well, besides me. <laughs> Sanjay, you'll always have a place in the Nerd Room. Don't you worry. I'm going to take you up on that offer. Founding father. <laughs> well, jump into some of the news spider-man the animated film into the spider-verse we got our first trailer for that this is miles morales focus so something quite a bit different than we've seen in the past from the sony film studio if we want to call it that it's not really connected to the mcu it's kind of independent of all that and try my man you're you're the star wars star wars you are star wars guy <laughs> you're also the spider-man guy yeah. on the podcast what are your first high level thoughts on this trailer. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. I've been anticipating this movie for quite some time since they announced uh, Lord and Miller were actually directing this thing. And, you know, Ooh, yes, Lego uh, Sony's never really, yeah, Lego Movie, 21 Jump Street. So it'll be pretty cool. Um, Sony's never really given us an animated film, though, before. So I was a little worried about that. They have an animation that. studio, don't they? They do? Yeah, I've never. Are they, uh, like, Despicable Me? I think so. No, oh, it's that's DreamWorks, DreamWorks. I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Is DreamWorks yeah. at Sony? There's something. I'm sure they yeah, have a they division. Yeah, they have something. But, yeah. um, Sony animated. I don't know. Let's, yeah. let's Google it. Where's my phone? But um, the, the team seems pretty cool. And I think it was Donald Glover that's cast to voice act Miles That's what I thought. I thought I so. I couldn't. Like it. We could, probably should have looked it up. But that was my first initial <laughs> thought. But I don't know if that's if I'm projecting that from the past. Like yeah, because I know he's always wanted to play Spider-Man. Yeah. I know, obviously, he's playing uh, Aaron Davis, yeah. the, the uncle in the MCU. But um, yeah, this 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 movie looks pretty cool. My only biggest beef is when they made the claim that they're making this movie, it felt very standalone-ish. That it's just going to be Miles. And obviously, they'll explain his origin. But this, the title, and then the end of the trailer, they kind of go back on that and kind of have like him talking to Peter Parker, at least that's what yeah. we assume. So I don't really like that they're having this Spider-Verse because Miles is strong enough on his own to stand out or stand alone without having that verse behind him. So I kind of wish they just kind of stuck to their guns, had a, a Peter Parker before he died, and then you have Miles Morales, and that's it. Yep. I don't want to see, like, Spider-Gwen or, or all these other Spider characters come out of the word work. I just think they should just do a standalone Miles Morales. But the animation, oh, my God. Yeah, it looks oh, awesome. It looks, it looks so cool. That's good. Like, like I mentioned to you guys before, they're doing stuff here that we haven't even seen them touch in the Sam Raimi or the Mark Webb or even the John Watts Spider-Man yeah. stuff. So. That's looking great, and I love kind of the little clips. I don't know if it's stylized that way just in the trailer, or right. it's going to be in the movie where it kind of it almost does a flash, and it looks like a comic book splash page, mm -hmm. exactly, and then it jumps back into the three D animation. Exactly, it looks really, 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 cool, cool. really well. That really sticks out to me. Yeah, and you mentioned Peter Parker here because partway through the trailer, they tease the, the that death of Peter Parker more right. or less. That there's that a headstone with his name on it. Yes. But then towards the end, you see him talking to someone that's assumed to be Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Yeah. So with the spider verse is, was that something that was a bit more or less constrained by time and dimension? Was that a bunch of different spider men from different eras or dimensions? Or 
Yeah, so it was. So you could have the death of Peter Parker in the Miles Morales Ultimate Universe exactly. and the 616 exactly. Parker coming in. So you could be you know, doing the Miles Morales story, exactly. but also playing fast and loose with time travel right. and dimensional travel to actually have Peter Parker in here as well to that's get that right. sale of Peter Parker. Because that's what they've done, right? They had the death of the Ultimate Peter Parker, yeah. and then you get the 616 coming in when they did the crossover event Spider-Man, right? So mm-hmm. that's essentially what it looks like they're kind of doing. Um, and a cool other thing is we see uh, Prowler in there for two seconds in the clip, yeah. which oh, is, really? it might be Aaron Davis, you know? So that's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. it looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Like, my first impression was like, um, you know... Okay, sure. Yeah. I'll watch this trailer. When I got done watching, I was like, "This is gonna be great." It's really cool. The music too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And everything. Music. Like, the, yeah, and and it looks kind of like um, Batman Beyondish, and also has a bit of that um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, like yeah, that, totally. that neon kind of color going on. Yeah, there. yeah. a little bit Ghost in the Shell. Exa- yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. The anime, the stylization yeah. of the animation. Yeah, I think that to me is one of the bigger selling points. Oh yeah, it's it kind of just kind of pulls you into it. It's something different, like you're saying. Like, yeah. They, they could have approached this very similar to how they've done other movies. Like, you mentioned Big Hero 6. Right. It kind of yeah. looks a bit like that. But that's, like, full-on 3D animation. This, it's a bit stylized, I guess, too. Kind of has that Japanese anime influence. Mm-hmm. But this, again, is taking something different and, and really pushing the envelope here. I wasn't expecting much out of this. Yeah. But this is something I'm going to go see in theaters. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very exciting. Do you think they could be testing the waters with Miles Morales? See how, you know, Critley responds or how people respond to this? And then... Maybe throw them in MCU. I guess they've already planted the seed. They with, have, with yeah. The yeah. Dog lovers, Aaron Davis, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. I think they will. Um, I mean, DC kind of did this a little bit, not a grander scale, but they did the straight to home video of Aquaman, Throne of Atlantis, Remember and that? then and then it came out, and then Aquaman movie got released shortly after. So it's a good way to test the waters with their animation. Yeah. Um, the thing I'm most excited for is when Disney bought Marvel. You think, okay, this is a perfect time for them to do Marvel cartoons. And cartoon movies and you didn't really get a lot of that um, big hero six big hero six yeah. but like you don't see like any of the core characters in animated films or even animated straight to home video films and if this does well and it looks like it's going to do well and it looks great then maybe this will open the door for disney to be like you know what we could do like a whole animated universe because that'd be cool the marvel animated stuff used to be fantastic the ultimate avengers one and two with black panther oh, yeah really well done and the x-men and spider-man cartoons from the 90s are some of the best ever so yeah. made by fox but yeah yeah <laughs> well it's funny you mentioned that right the bio uh, yes yeah. looks like it's gonna be announced on thursday so as the last jedi drops we could also be getting news that fox has been purchased or a good chunk of fox has been purchased by disney yeah. a 60 to 70 billion dollar deal that's wow. a lot like to put that into context they paid four for star wars or lucasfilm yeah. and they paid four for marvel that's so, it. like, we're looking at things that are, yeah, to 15 times bigger. Yeah. And now Fox is huge. Like, we're our concentration really is on the, the film studio. Right. Absolutely. It, right? Yeah. The MCU characters. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Exactly. X-Men, right? yeah. yeah. And that's such a small piece of it, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. you're looking at, you know, a couple hundred million dollars yeah. worth of characters. That's not an Avatar or Aliens. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. And, like, Avatar fits in Disney, too, yeah. right? Because they've already got that thing in Animal Pandora Kingdom. Or yeah. Or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. So, it's interesting. What are you guys' thoughts on that? We've, we, I kind of touched on it a bit with Corey last week, and this is something that's been ongoing for a while, but it seems to have gotten that traction. And now the most recent news is that it's actually going to be a officially announced what are you guys thoughts about all these characters potentially coming back to the mcu and what implications does this have for disney as a film studio they're going to own a massive chunk 
of rights to characters. Like for their streaming service, this is a huge thing for that too, right? Absolutely. The catalog they get from Sony, both TV shows, like they're getting James Bond and yeah. all that. Like that's a, there's a lot also, coming. Also, James Bond ended up going back to... Fox? I thought there was Sony. There was Sony. Oh, sh- this yeah. is... Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shoot, Fox has James so Bond. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> so confused. I do not want a Disney James Bond. Just assume Bond. everything. <laughs> just Anyways. wait five years. <laughs> We've talked about it before, about the idea of X-Men and Fantastic Four entering. We know Marco Bautista, we had that great theory yes. of yes. how to bring the, them in. What are you guys' thoughts now that this is probably going to become a reality within the next two days? I have two thoughts. My first one being a DC guy is, does this spell the end of Gotham? That's interesting with the Fox one, right? Because Fox, yeah, because Gotham is on Fox TV, or do they just sell the rights to CW and it joins the CW verse? Yeah, well, it must must be vert, because much like if Comcast Universal did buy the rights from Fox, then the Fox rights for X-Men would revert back to the original guys, because they only have the license. They don't actually own the characters. Yeah, they don't own the the, the intellectual property of the character. They own the rights to produce a film with these characters in it or a tv show it'd yeah. be hilarious if they just made gotham really bad <laughs> just like make batman really weak do they have to make it bad <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i haven't seen it in many many I years me neither we used to watch it together yeah, and then like 10 episodes not even like five we're like yeah maybe not <laughs> um and the x-men universe i kind of sad if it ends with dark phoenix because that's, I think, the last film next year yeah we got some images of that as well yeah, yeah and that looks kind of interesting actually surprised me because um, I really like the X-Men universe. I think it's something different that Marvel and DC aren't doing. And uh, movies like Logan or Deadpool, will we still get those if Disney owns the rights? I think so. I think you'll see Deadpool continue. Yeah. yeah. It may continue on its own. Yeah. I don't know if they're integrated into the MCU. Will they be missing out there? Maybe. You could do more of that satirical take on the MCU within the Deadpool universe. Of course, Deadpool 3 is going to reference the idea that I think I'm supposed to be in the MCU now, but they won't really let me in yeah. because of yeah. swearing and all that. Yeah. Like, they could do that route and reference it. You could have a cameo from Cap or Thor or someone like that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. But I think putting Deadpool into the MCU would be at a detriment to that franchise. Yeah. There's something real special there. It doesn't really fit with what Marvel Studios is doing, but it still fits on its own. Like Disney can have... They've got... I don't know. I can't remember the, the name of the companies that they do produce R-rated movies in that. Yeah, just not under the yeah, t- right? yeah, just not oh, under yeah. the Disney banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So I th- I think it's a good thing. Like it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be interesting. Like one of the theories I threw it last week was that maybe Avengers Four somehow seeds the idea of the X gene, like from Thanos's attack or something. You get that coming out of of those films. So there's a lot they could do. There's a lot of characters. I think they got to be careful though. They don't want to run too fast into this and end up with a ton of movies that don't make sense. Right. Like continuity is a big thing. It is a bit looser than it used to be, but they need to do this right and take their time with it. I don't want them to go all of a sudden and be like, let's throw Hugh Jackman in and yeah. mix these universes together. I, just let's pump her brakes, get the character rights back and, and do the right thing with this. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they need to take their time with it. Um, I think, I mean, I, I don't run these studios, so what do I know? But I think it'd be cool if we full-blown get the Fantastic Four back and yeah. then go with that that theory that, um, that Mark, Mark yeah. put up. Because I, I love that theory. Like, incredible. So I say go full-blown with Fantastic Four. And I think X-Men, just let it breathe and just take it onto a TV scale. You know, they have that yes. great streaming device coming out. Yeah. I think X-Men would be great. Just go with the original cast, give us a TV series, and kind of treat it like the Netflix uh, world oh, yeah. how it's like it's connected but it's not really connected it's, and just have the mutants smaller yeah. don't have a bunch of mutants just have like the core small ones the brotherhood I think it's the brotherhood yep. yeah. and then the original X-Men and just have them on TV have a young cast of characters and um, I think it, it's kind of perfect timing because um, 
with this Phoenix movie, Dark Phoenix, coming out, I think it's kind of bittersweet, but I mean, they, they, they tried the first time to make it in X-Men Last Stand, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this time they can maybe strike gold and then just just end it, and then it's yep. done. And just move on and, and keep Deadpool where it is, and man, just bring Fantastic Four back to the, or bring it to the MCU. I, I'd yep. love to see their take on that. They fit better than the mutants do at this point. At this point, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But I love the idea of the streaming service. For sure. Yeah, it'd yeah. be great. And, and, and of course, Star Wars. We yeah. get the original Star Wars yeah. now back at home, which is which is great. Now we can see who shot first. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking about properties and who owns what and studios and all this, one of the other properties that we've gotten quite a bit of information about or quite a bit of news about in the last little bit is Venom. Yeah. This movie is apparently happening. Tom Hardy <laughs> was cast a while ago. I had my doubts that this thing would ever get off the production floor. But apparently, it's happening. They're filming it. And at some Brazilian Comic-Con, which a lot of news came out of this past week. Is, is they, he there? I was just going to say, is he covering it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's a shout out. I missed that. <laughs> but then we showed a t-shirt and kind of a tagline and also the title card a bit. So... It's, it looks very much like a comic or a proper adaptation of Venom. So I'm curious as to how this is going to roll out because I'm still uncertain as to how all of this connects into the MCU. You've got now Sony with the Spider-Man Homecoming proper universe. It's integrated in the MCU. You've got this Miles Morales universe, which I think could really, really work for them. Yeah. But then also you've got this Venom thing going on. Agent Venom, Eddie yeah. Brock, Flash Thompson, whoever it's going to be. They seem to have too much going on. And they seem to try and throw everything at the wall again to see what sticks. Yeah. Like Marvel's taking care of Spider-Man. They seem to want to have some control over characters. Like this animated universe, I think they could do wonders with because they kind of have the ability to kind of tell a, a, a more complex story with the animation. Yeah. And they could use different characters. And you're requiring your budget isn't huge. It's not the 200 plus million dollars to produce a Spider-Man film. So something like that could go really well. This Venom thing, a lot of people are going to be looking for this to tie into the MCU, and I don't think it is. Yeah, and and like you mentioned, going back to the animated series there, it's um of, of Miles Morales. Again, it's uh it's Phil Lauren Miller that are doing it, and what they what they did such a great job of doing last time is with the Lego Movie is they got the kid audience and they got the grown ups, which yeah. is so cool. And that's something that Sony needs with that division, and the MCU is obviously great, but this Venom movie. I don't know where it fits in this whole timeline. I think they're going to kind of maybe struggle a bit of where this person fits and how do you bring that audience in, especially if Spider-Man is not in this movie. And the two novels or the two comic books that they're basing this film off of both have Spider-Man in there yeah. pretty big. Yeah. So, I mean, they can work their way around it, but I just feel like this is a situation where Stoney really wants to do a Venom movie and Marvel's like, no, not yet. It's given time because <laughs> yeah. Marvel has set up everything right now where we could get Venom out of their Easy. MCU easily, yeah. right? Whether it's the Guardians or just oh, Spider-Man. Totally. The or Collector. Infinity War. Exactly, yeah, right? Everything. Easily. But Sony doesn't have that. So I think if they're going to do a Venom, I think you just straight up just do a standalone Elseworld and you just do um, Age of Venom, the yeah. Flash Thompson. I think you just let Eddie Brock... You just leave Eddie Brock. I think he's very 90s as it is. And yeah. I just don't see him fitting as, as a standalone with establishing the symbiote. So it's tricky. Yeah, I mean, I really would love to see Carnage on film. Growing up, you know, in the animated Spider-Man series, he was my favorite villain. Wow. Him and Dr. Ock. So seeing Carnage, we haven't seen him before. Uh, maybe Topher Grace. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey would be great. Yeah, I think actually Jackie Earl Haley from Watchmen, who played Rorschach. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think he would be a good uh, Cletus Cassidy. Wow. And I think it'd be really cool if you, okay, so you start off with Venom, 
maybe if you're feeling brave, you bring back Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man and tie it to that universe. Because you you could do multiple universes. It's been done before. I don't know when. And uh, and the comic books. Yeah. (laughs) General audiences don't care. They're they're trying to do that with DC back in the day, but Christopher Nolan kiboshed it. But there could have been two Justice uh, Leagues. Yeah, two Justice Leagues going. Yeah. And then I think you tease Carnage. And then I think you have the second Venom movie would be Venom vs. Carnage. So when you say bring back the Andrew Garfield universe, what what do you do with that exactly? Because like, you still have to explain Venom from that world, right? It was made by Oscorp. Like everything oh, yeah. else. They did show that. They did show that. <laughs> really? Venom, Venom yeah, was there? There was a little Venom tab in the oh, Oscorp build. So yeah, I guess you're onto something. <laughs> everything came out of Oscorp. That no. was the worst. <laughs> with Venom, you have to have Carnage in that first standalone. Yeah. I don't think it's something that you want to tease. You get a standalone out of it. Yeah. And if it works, then you kind of go a bit further. But you have to do... Because he's got to be an anti-hero. Yeah. Like, and I don't... Like, are they going to go, like, a horror end of it? Are they going to try to do something that's a bit more like Deadpool? Like, what part of the spectrum is this going to fall on? Like, Ed... Or Tom... Ed Hardy. (laughs) Tom Hardy (laughs) can be a funny guy, but he's probably a bit more of a serious actor. So it looks like they're going to go more of a dramatic route with this. Mm -hmm. But he's got to be someone that's maybe struggling with these powers, like an Agent Venom. Right. Sometimes he's out shooting people's heads off, and other times he's out saving the world. Or even a spawn route, like like a revenge story. Oh, that'd be cool. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, I don't know what you do with this guy. I guess it depends on the budget too, right? Yeah. If this is $150 million, okay, it's one way. But if it's a $40 million budget and it's just dipping your toe in the water, you could just do a solo standalone Venom where it doesn't involve Carnage because it'll probably make back its money. Can you do a Venom for 40 Like You need that CGI. <laughs> that it needs symbiote? to look yeah. good. Yeah, because we saw it happen last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I have like four action figures from that movie and they're Steve all Venom. Venom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Venom fan. He's just, he looks cool. You know, the thing that's going for Venom is his look is second to none. Yeah. He he has fantastic suit, the black, the white. It's, it's up there with like the best comic book looks, but yeah, it's, it's cool. But I think what made it really cool is the fact that Spider-Man wore it first. Like that connection of the black suit Spider-Man and then you get the Venom. It just, it it helps. And without that buildup of Spider-Man going through what he goes through, it just doesn't really work for me. I, I, I feel like you need to build that up before you just jump right into it. You're going to see that struggle in whatever character Tom Hardy's playing, right? Yeah. That's, they're going to play a bit of that Peter Parker struggling with this the black suit, the symbiote, right? Right. They have to do that. They have to show that. It has to be your character progression within this, the development of Tom Hardy from someone that maybe originally wears or is infected by the symbiote and kind of goes on a rampage and then right. slowly finds himself turning into this anti-hero when something bigger like Carnage comes up against right, him. Right, yeah. I mean, if you're Sony and you own the Spider-Man universe rights, but you don't own... Sp- well, Spider-Man's being leased out. You have a very select few characters of villains that you could build a movie around. Like Morbius. Do you really think you could do... <laughs> no, they actually are. That's, that, like, I'm not even joking. They actually announced to do a Morbius movie. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> like, if they tie that into Blade, that's super cool. Oh, yeah. But if not... Oh, my... I know. Morbius, like the, yeah, the, the vampire. vampire. Yeah. Tell you, man, just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's been rumors from an Ant May movie to the series. Yeah, 6, I saw Ant May movie. Morbius. Like... I'd buy the Ant May steelbook. <laughs> well, it makes me feel a little bit better about DC. It'd be like, well, we're not Sony. Yeah. Well, God. <laughs> we're not the worst thing ever. <laughs> there's this. It, I mean, compared to Dark Universe and Transformers Universe, yeah, it could just... be worse. It definitely could be, and I'm not. I'm not trying to crap all over this film. I, 
I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah. Let's see what it looks like. You know, all we've got really is a, a cartoon-looking image of Venom and a, yeah. a tagline right. and the fact that Tom Hardy's going to be in it. So I'm confident in Tom Hardy. Yeah. We'll see how this turns out and see how it all, I don't know, how it all unfolds and its relation to the MCU, how it relation to a standalone or what they're doing with this. They just need to bring a little bit of clarity. Amy Pascal over there at Sony needs to give us some idea of what this is going to be. And this might be a fanboy reaction that we're look, craving, we're looking for that continuity as we build into Infinity War and we're seeing what... DC is now doing with their re-announced slate as far as still trying to go with this somewhat cohesive universe. We're just looking for that same thing. So maybe that's not something we really need. We may see Deadpool succeed in the absence of that. And I think we really are. And him reconstructing his own universe around his own characters with Cable and Domino and that. So it is possible to do a universe like that, a silo it off something that isn't connected to something bigger, going back to the individual character trilogy. So maybe we can see that with Venom. Yeah, I mean, and going back to Deadpool, I don't, if X-Men universe stays the same as it does, I doubt it will. But if it does, I don't want to see Deadpool cross over. As you said, I think it deserves its own silo. And it would be weird seeing Deadpool show up in like the Phoenix Saga or something. It just wouldn't fit. No, I think he needs to be in his own little world, making references to what's going on in the other movies. But that breaking that fourth wall type of reference, not directly referencing that this event affects this film. Absolutely. So one thing I want to talk to you before we get into this new DC film slate is Punisher. Now, I just finished this series up. And Troy, I know you're about, what? Seven episodes. Seven episodes in. So we're not going to go into any spoilers here. But I wanted to throw something on the table that I really enjoyed this. This thing got kind of beat up at the start. It doesn't have the greatest Rotten Tomatoes score. And people are saying, ah, it's a bit long. It's kind of got some inconsistencies in there. It really weighs heavily on the PTSD and soldiers coming back from Afghanistan. But at the end of the day... John Berthold as Frank Castle is unfreaking real. Like he is so good. Like I am enamored by his presentation and his performance yeah. of Frank Frank Castle. It is so good. It's ultra violent in yeah. some scenes, particularly when you get towards the end, like super super violent. But you feel for the character of Frank Castle, and you just get this whatever John Berthold is able to do with his character. Yeah. It is it's such a good portrayal and. It just got announced for season two. So my recommendation, like right now, I just wanted to throw it out there, is is go watch this. I had a lot better time getting through this. Like I watched this almost straight through. Like nice. I, it was to the point where I'm up to like midnight, 12, 31 o'clock, trying to get through episodes because yeah. I'm like, I got to see what happens next. I haven't done that since Daredevil season two. Wow. Even with the Defenders, I struggled to get through that, the back half of that. This is good. You could probably, like we always say, you could probably knock out an episode or two and condense this a bit. But at the end of the day, go check out Punisher. Yeah. What are your kind of thoughts on that? I, I love it. I love it. I, I feel like they handle uh, the the PTSD like nothing else I've ever seen before. They really hammer away at it, but it's it's so so good. It's so real too how it feels. And John Berthel, the acting that he does, all in his eyes too, yeah. just everything he does with this character is incredible. So I really like it. I'm only on episode seven, um, so I don't know if there's a twist or not or where where it's going exactly. But I do like his partner as well, Micro. Right? but well, Micro too. But his buddy that he also worked with in in the war, oh, Billy Russo. Yes, yeah, yes, he's I, good. I, yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, all the he's characters great. are strong. This Karen Page is back from. She comes back there. Yeah, both Daredevil and Defenders is yeah. back into this. She is really great. All the supporting characters are awesome, and there's a couple of storylines that kind of run parallel through the first 
six or seven episodes and they eventually all cross over very organically which i like yeah. it's it's at first i was like okay there's a lot going on here how is this going to connect up is this guy going to be someone but it eventually all crosses over it nice. all makes perfect sense nice. you see all these characters coming back together it's it's really really good really well done yeah netflix has done a smart move assign this this john berthel up for a second season of Punisher, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's my number two. It, it rivals Daredevil for me actually at yeah. this point. It's it's great, uh-huh. and you can go into yeah. it almost blind. You don't yeah. really need the context of Daredevil season two. It kind of wraps up a bit of it at the start, so you have a bit of a question mark as to why Frank Castle's like this. But it gives you the context of everything as you go through the series. So you don't need really any of the other Netflix series to jump into this. This is almost a standalone, I'd consider. Nice. I might have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I would. Definitely. I've only... The only Punisher I've seen is a Dolph Lundgren Punisher, which is a pretty awesome movie. <laughs> but the other two... Like Warzone With, like, John ones. Travolta yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen those. I've honestly never seen any of them. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. They just... I don't know. They kind of flew under the radar. Yeah, I think I've seen Warzone a while back. I can't really remember all those. I never saw the uh, Dolph one, though. I think, like, the second one made, like, $10 million at the box office or something. Something really low like that. Wow. It's crazy how yeah, well, under he, the radar. He's a kind of a funny character. Like, it, it really suits this Netflix, Netflix environment yeah. of, of TV watching. Because it needs to go to those ultra-violent ends. Like, I'm talking... Like you haven't got to the end, but like oh, yeah. it gets, gets oh it gets crazy really really violent <laughs> like just like parts where I'm kind of looking away wow like, <laughs> it looks horrendous but they they do good with it and it's 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 not a complex story but it is an emotional story it has some really great scenes in there they kind of reinvent some of the stuff that they've been doing in the Netflix series they're not super dependent on that close quarter fighting yeah okay. they really let Frank Castle just go with it sometimes. And yeah, like I said a couple times already, go check it out. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Let's talk about DC. <laughs> let's let's talk about DC. It seems like our weekly segment. Should yeah. we uh, talk about Batman v Superman for a bit? Yeah, I don't we haven't touched on that in what seems like days. They should make Batman v Superman too. <laughs> they should. I'm surprised. Return of the Martha. What'd you say? It makes sense, okay? <laughs> At the end of Captain America Winter Soldier, something similar happens too, okay? Yeah, but they're not arguing over the fact that their mothers are named the same name. <laughs> Maybe they should have been the same name. We don't know that Captain America and Winter Soldier's mother don't have the same name. I'm fairly certain they do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, down at this Brazilian Comic-Con, DC decided to throw out a version 3.0, 4.0 of their film slate. Yeah, here so we go again. It yeah. looks like they're progressing with a cohesive universe post-Justice League. So somewhat of a disappointing release. I think very disappointing, yeah. I think uh, they're expecting... Let's call Turkey a turkey. Is that a thing? I'm not sure what it's now. (laughs) Let's call Turkey a turkey. Uh, They probably should have been made double what it's made. So, yeah, I'd say I'm I'm disappointed, and I own zero shares of Warner Brothers. So I imagine (laughs) shareholders are pretty pissed. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's interesting when you look at this, because this slate here... Looks like it probably should have been what they did from the start almost and save Justice League. Because when you look at this, you got Wonder Woman 2 next year, or not next year, a couple years, 2019? Uh, 2019, yeah. Yeah, 19. November. Starting yeah. filming 2019. Yeah. Or 2018. Then you got Aquaman. They still got Flashpoint on here, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a second. Justice League Dark is still 
on the film slate. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2, Shazam, which we know we're getting some actor announcements here. That's coming in 2019 as well, is it not? Yeah, it's starting filming, I think, February in Toronto. So okay. look for that. It looks to be the next big thing. Yeah, we got the Joss Whedon Batgirls on here, Green Lantern Corp. So we got T's in the Justice League. And also still on this slate <laughs> is the Batman. The Batman. So who's playing Batman at this point? I don't know. Does this fall after Flashpoint? Are we going to get something like Surprise the Jeffrey D. Morgan? Well, I'm and, Batman. And, and, and Jeffrey D. Morgan came out saying, I'm, I'm in Flashpoint. But then Ben Affleck is also mentioned to be in Flashpoint, but he's not going to be in the Matt Reeves. So it's like, DC, like what, what is going on? Yeah. What is going on? Here's what I'm thinking they could do is Ben Affleck is Batman at the beginning. They do the whole Flashpoint yeah. movie. They go back in time. And then the new Batman turns around in the chair, and then it's just like, go from there. But we see Jeffrey D. Morgan Jeffrey... be like the, the Flashpoint Batman. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So we see two Batmans in the film. Well, technically, we'll see three Batmans in the film, right? Yeah. So we see the original, which is Ben Affleck's, and then Flash goes and changes the timeline, and then we see Jeffrey D. Morgan has now become the Batman, which is Thomas Wayne, because yeah. Bruce Wayne died instead of Thomas Wayne, which is going to be confusing. Yeah, I think audience. general audiences then, might have a hard time trying to adjust to this. And then at the very end, when Flash corrects the timeline, at least that he thinks, we see a younger Bruce Wayne, much like the new 52. Right? Yeah, so everyone's makes, like 10 years or 5 years younger. It makes sense because it's kind of hard <laughs> to... This is the guy with the in-depth knowledge of DC. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like DC has some mess, missteps. And having like a older Batman to try and kickstart your universe when he's kind of like your most popular character yeah. doesn't really strike me with a lot of confidence i think honestly i think batman v superman should have just been like a standalone elseworld story and then just you know just have it out there it should have never happened you should have never jumped into a batman v superman movie film with an older batman that hasn't even had one film under his belt think about in the first place right yeah because like that that comic book why there's so much weight to it is because you've had years and years and years of these characters and they've had a relationship the whole time and now they're finally really butting heads yeah. to the point where they're, they're beating the, you know, of each other. Whereas this film, we've never had a Batman. We, we don't know anything about Batman. Yeah. When they gave us Man of Steel, it's established that there's only been one superhero and that's Superman himself. There was, right. there was no other universe. It's just meant to be a standalone film. So, man, they, they, they've been missing <laughs> direction and vision this whole time in this in this universe. And I liked the last movie. I, I really yeah. liked um, Justice League. I don't feel like it's the movie that 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 did a disservice to the to the success of the box office. It's the other films because nobody's really liked those films and they've had enough to this point that like we're not yeah. seeing this movie. Yeah. You, Flashpoint for me, if it's done right, it can course correct. Yeah. It can take the mistakes... Similar to what they did with Days of Future Past. Yeah. They, of course, correct the universe. But they have to do it in a way that people get. You can't bring bringing in all these complex comic book arcs and ideas. And again, asking the audiences to make those big leaps. That was one of my issues in Justice League. You're asking the audience a lot. You have to deserve that. Or have to earn that, I should say, from the audience to make those big leaps. The Flashpoint is all over the place. Then it's hard because even with Days of Future Past... You got it because you were familiar and connected to that original X-Men. And you had some connection to the McAvoy and Fassbender X-Men. You've had years with these characters. Yeah, so absolutely. you kind of got all that. And even though it was a bit confusing going back and forth, they centered around Hugh Jackman, who had, by that point, been Wolverine like eight times or yeah. something. Yeah. Right? So you have a character to center around time travel that people are familiar. So you ground that for the audience. 
and you ask the audience to go on this ride with Hugh Jackman and you get his perspective. They don't have a perspective character yet, as far as I'm concerned. And if you're swapping out Batmans, it's gonna make it really difficult for the audience to follow this through. You need something to follow through time travel that you're familiar with to help you ground. Like Back to the Future, you're following around Marty McFly the whole time, right? So that's your character that you know is that character. And as he bounces around the timeline, you're with him and you have that perspective of you. And things are changing around him but he is still that character. If you have a Batman that you try to send to this ground <laughs> or Flash that people are like, eh, whatever, it's going to be hard. Yeah, because Flash have, should be that character. Really, should be, but if you don't have that connection to him yet because you've only had him in One film, half the really, movie. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like Wonder Woman is the obvious choice, but in the storyline, her and Aquaman are kind of bad. Oh, yeah. They like fight each other. They create a whole world war. They like drowned all of Europe. Yeah. Um, Screw <clears throat> Superman, yeah, Superman like lands in Metropolis instead of Smallville, yeah. so he's not really involved. The it's... government has him on lock or something. Right yeah, now, right? so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty cool. Like yeah. if you read this comic book, there's a lot of cool different changes, and DC always does really cool stuff with their characters in Elseworld stories, where you take Superman and instead of him landing in Metropolis, he lands in Russia. Yeah, and you got a really cool story cool. based on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should read Superman Red Sun. It's I uh... haven't. You gave it to me. <laughs> Did I? Well, I read it. it. <laughs> <laughs> she lend it to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of Flashpoint, I think they just need to do a standalone Flash movie where like Gorilla Grodd's the villain or something. Give us like a, just give us good solo movies. I mean, Aquaman, we saw the first picture. Jason Momoa looks jacked. Uh, my, my my comment was on that it was that jason momoa just showed up like that yeah like they didn't do any makeup nothing he just showed up and was like all right let's shoot this like that's how I, the impression i got he just showed up like to set with no shirt on he'd already had all the tattoos put on him yeah. from justice league and just been like, this is who I am. They're like, we have to put the white and yellow streaks back here. No, it's no. good. No, I'm yeah. all good. I'm all Can good. Can you take that ring off? No. no. <laughs> I was like, is that a Green Lantern ring? Because it looked yeah. kind of green. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman, I think, has a lot of pressure on it because if James Wan delivers and he gives us a good movie and it's a big hit, then I think uh, Warner Brothers, the executives, will be like, okay, there's still value in this franchise. But if it, you know, if audiences stay away because dc has become so toxic that even good reviews can't save it i think i think we get shazam and wonder woman because and suicide squad because they'll all be filming before aquaman gets released and then i think that's it i you know it's it's a lot of pressure on aquaman and for james wan to deliver yeah but even if it delivers it's still gonna be a hard time like right now dc is going the route where spider-man 3 left off and the audience was starting to check out. They gave us Amazing Spider-Man 1, which was okay, mm-hmm. but the audience still was checking out. And they gave us Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was even worse. And the audience was done. And then, thank God, Marvel stepped in. <laughs> Sony came to their senses, and we got this reboot. And everybody yeah. loves it. And I, 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 I'll stick to it still. I still think they need to reboot it because the amount of money it's going to cost to do any kind of Flashpoint, you're just spending money to make a movie to reboot a franchise anyways. Sure, the only thing that's successful is Wonder Woman. Yeah, you're point. talking about cutting your losses. I say cutting your losses. Yeah. And, and just, just start off with a standalone batman and build that up because batman works it's it's yeah. proven it in the past and at the end of the day you can keep that wonder woman movie mm-hmm. and just ignore the justice league and yep. batman and versus superman keep having and just doing... have that just say we're gonna take this <clears throat> slide it over to this new universe yeah. because it happens in the past yeah has no real implications for what's going on in the future as far as those films yeah so let's just keep that like kind of like what they did a bit with when they mixed up days of future past right they kept yeah. some of the older stuff yeah and bits and pieces as they time traveled back, but then they got rid of some of the other stuff that they didn't like. So yeah. 
I, I think it can work. You know what? This slate, when I look at it, there's there's some good films in here. Some stuff I'm excited for, but they just need to get their shit together. And <laughs> yeah. you know, Justice League, like, or you go back to our review. We were quite favorable for that movie, myself mm-hmm. included. Like, yeah. there's good elements in there. It was just a little mixed up in the editing. Absolutely, and there was a story in there that deserved at least an audience, and it didn't quite get that. And that's going to be a detriment to this film slate. But I'm I'm happy that they're at least forging forward with something and trying to take that corrective action. If they can get a good showing at Aquaman, like you said, at Wonder Woman two, tweak Suicide Squad so it actually is something that is what they're marketing <laughs> yeah. and not something with Pirate Joker. Yeah, Pirate Talking Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the Warner Brothers execs just need to stay away. I mean, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, Justice League, all these have been brought down by Warner Brothers executives and they just need to let the directors direct their movies because when they did that with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman and Zack Snyder and Man of Steel, we got uh, two of the best films of the whole universe. So, um, yeah. There's always going to be interference though, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think I think there's good interference with bad interference coming in and saying Justice League has to be two hours when it's already shot. Right. Bad interference coming in and saying like, oh, I think we should. I don't need. I can't even think of a good interference. I don't know what they've come up with that's good. Warner Brothers. I'm sure Disney has good interference. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Feige saying, oh, I think we should do this, and it works. Yeah. Okay. That's well, yeah, good. So what they tell Josh Whedon, they said we wanted Josh Whedon wanted the Wasp, and they're like, no, yeah. we want Black Widow. Yeah. yeah. It work. You know. And good sometimes it doesn't work. You look yeah. at Age of Ultron. They said, you know, we need the Thor bathtub scene. Great. <laughs> or no Hawkeye stuff. Yeah. And they just completely ignored all of that in Ragnarok. And so it's fine sometimes yeah. it works sometimes it yeah. doesn't just how you course correct and yeah. if they can do that with these fil- this film slate hopefully yeah hopefully I mean as I said it all starts with good films yeah. audience yeah. will forgive you if you're making good movies it yeah. doesn't matter that's true X-Men has cor- corrected from they went from X-Men 3 Last Stand to Days of Future Past and First Class and yeah. Yeah. and Wolf- the Wolverine and Logan and Deadpool so you know it, it can be done and it has been done so hopefully you know it all starts with Aquaman Shazam Wonder Woman 2 and Suicide Squad too. So let's get those four movies out and give us Nightwing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not on there, but we've been hearing casting rumors and location shots. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for Nightwing. I think that could be really cool if you had Nightwing, Batgirl, and Batman all come out with movies in the same year. Oh, because Batman's 75th anniversary is coming up oh, in a couple of years. Nice. I just had it 75th. It did. Was just it? had it. Yeah, yeah. I got the, the action figures. Oh, set. maybe it was 80th then. We'll Probably. say eight. 80th would be like another two, I think, another two years. Another oh, yeah, so we'll say yeah. 80th then. We'll, yeah. We'll do there it. You go. And Cap's is 75th right now, right? Uh, it was last year last... or two years ago. I think it was the same year we started the podcast. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> two years ago. Almost to the day, I think. There you go. <laughs> Happy two years, my room. <laughs> Happy two years. So speaking about franchises here, there's another big film coming out next year that we got our first trailer for. That is Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom. And, you know, the the first one was a runaway success. It held the title for biggest box office opening until The Force Awakens came out, you know, topping out Avengers, which was a surprise to a lot of people. They took a lot of elements from the original Jurassic Park and put them into Jurassic World, which is, I think, what hit home with a lot of people. It's capturing a bit of that nostalgia and retelling a story that a lot of people really love, myself included. I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. It literally directed me into my career. <laughs> How had many that people much, could say that? Yeah, It had yeah. that much influence on me, that film. I wanted to be a paleontologist. Found out you don't really make a lot of money being a paleontologist. So I switched <laughs> over to oil and gas geologist, and that's worked out fairly well. <laughs> so what are your guys' thoughts on Jurassic World 2 trailer? Uh, well, I'll start with Jurassic World. Um, I saw that movie when we were in California and opening day, and we were amazed that there was like 20 showings, and we're like, is there really that much like hype for that? And it was like lined up out the door, and I was like, oh my god. 
And I, you know, I really like Jurassic World. Uh, it's my second favorite Jurassic Park movie. And part of what made Jurassic World cool was that they actually gave us a working amusement park with dinosaurs yes. in it. Yes, so they did something a little different. Yeah, they teased it for three movies, and you know, we're like, let's see it, let's see it in action. And then they gave it to us, and then it all goes to hell, um, as Jurassic Park movies tend to do. <laughs> and then so with this one, I was like, okay, maybe they'll give us like the amusement park again, but maybe in like a rogue country or something, like North Korea opens the Jurassic Park or something. <laughs> I, you know, and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, this does not really interest me. Um, it, the CGI looks fantastic. The dinosaurs, dinosaurs look, look yeah. Yeah. the dinosaurs, they've nailed that. Yeah. They're just always pumping out good dinosaurs. Lots of new species that we're seeing in action, too. Absolutely. I mean, you had Tyrannosaurus Rex and uh, Raptors, and I can't think of any dinosaurs. Ankylosaurus you saw rolling around in there, Carnotaurus. Just yeah. trying to get you, you know, some <laughs> dino cred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not really doing it for me, which isn't to say it still can't salvage itself. It's just the first trailer. And from the director or one of the producers said, all the footage we've seen is just from the first half of the movie. So maybe the second half will be a little bit more enticing, but it just feels like a re retread. You know, it feels like been there, done that. Give me something different. Give me something cool. Maybe dinosaurs in space. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it's the wrong demographic for me. I've never been um, a dinosaur guy, let alone uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, whoa, but, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I know, but, but the first one, the first one, <laughs> the first one for me, um, I thought was pretty cool as a kid. Um, I, I loved the way those dinosaurs looked back then. I thought they looked incredible. And the John Williams score is, was one of the top ever yeah. Oh, yeah. scores oh, yeah. right it's, it's fantastic I didn't care for two or three <laughs> I, I saw bits of two and I thought it was kind of ridiculous and then I didn't like the new the latest one Jurassic World yeah I didn't like it at all but I was, I was late to the party because there's so much hype for this yeah. film so when I finally sat down to watch it I was like Disney wants this guy to direct episode nine yeah. get out of here so thank god they uh, they fell back on that decision but um, <laughs> but the trailer for me it's not, it's not a bad trailer it just doesn't really appeal for me like it's not going to get me in any seats to, to see the film but the, i agree with you the dinosaurs look incredible like it's it's unbelievable how well they look yeah chris pratt's doing chris pratt yeah um they kind of have like a rogue one moment in here with like the dinosaur takes out the bigger dinosaur yeah or the bigger dinosaur takes out the smaller dinosaur yeah, um, yeah. episode one is that or because uh, rogue one trailer remember when we see the the atat and they're like kind of trapped or the atat is about to take oh, them yeah, out yeah. the bazooka yeah bazooka, something like that right but um, yeah, other than that, it's okay. The, the the like you mentioned too, the sound was kind of off. Like, you know, the Black Panther movie or trailer, it, like it hits, yeah, right. And then here, it doesn't line up with what they're trying to do. So that's kind of a little off for me. Yeah, and the music they try to hit that same tone that they did with Jurassic World is mix in that original John Williams mm -hmm. score here, mm -hmm. but they almost take a step into the horror direction with this. So there's. The Jurassic World was a lot more, I'm not going to say family friendly, but it didn't have that same kind of jump scares that you got from the original. This right. one, they seem to be doing a lot more of that. And you hear that with the, like, the really sharp toned piano and all that. Yeah. And they try to mix in a little bit of that score. It just doesn't hit it for me. Yeah. So that's one of my issues too. But, you know, I, I agree with you guys. The dinosaurs are great. <laughs> I don't really want to say anything bad about this, but it feels like like you said, Sanjay, a retreading of two and three combined. It's got a lot of elements of two, which was the lost world where they go out and try to take the dinosaurs from site B. They kind of have in the containers. They have the T-Rex. We see almost the same thing. He's kind of tranquilized sitting in there. It looks like there's a team that's gone to the island to take the dinosaurs to take them back to mainland, which is the, the whole plot of two. And then you've got also the combination of three, which is them going to the island to try to save something or someone, which is the whole plot line for three. 
So it seems like they've taken both of those movies and merged them together. The problem with the Jurassic Park franchise and Jurassic World franchise is what do you do after the park implodes? Yeah. And that's always been the stumbling block is that you have this concept, this idea, and it doesn't work. So what do you do next? And they seem to be retreading again only what you can do. They're bringing back Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm, which is great. I love Goldblum and everything. Yeah. So... To me, that the, one of the things I could have done, and I, I think I've said this before, is have you ever seen Monsters, the Gareth Edward film? It's like no, it's a, it's one. kind of an indie film. It's fantastic. It's about a guy. I can't really. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's about a guy that essentially has to travel from one part of the states to the other. And what's happened is is that something's come down from space and exploded in the U.S. And basically, they built a wall in Mexico and they built a wall somewhere else. And the U.S. basically becomes this walled off version of this world that all these monsters inhabit and people kind of go across it how cool would it be if the dinosaurs are like we go five years in the future or something they've made it to mainland the u.s and there's a chunk of the u.s that is just dino land yeah and you have to go you have to go in they have to go save something in there so you take something that they they did a little bit of in the lost world was bring the dinosaurs to san diego yeah and you have them running around kind of an environment that's familiar to most people and yeah, I think it'd be cool if they had this like overgrown New York or something. Like think about um, like District Nine or what's the Will Smith Cloverfield? movie? Cloverfield. Oh, oh I'm Legend. Uh, I'm Legend. Yeah, yeah. like it's all grown over, and you've got dinosaurs roaming around New York yeah. or parts. Yeah. Of, that's what I want. Of the yeah. U.S. So it's something a little bit different. It's not this like military take that they're thinking about going. It's it's let's take the dinosaurs and let's create a lost world exactly in our yeah. world. exactly yeah. absolutely like yeah. I think that would be really cool. We don't have to keep going back to the island because yeah. it looks like they're also doing something weird about the island exploding, some volcano or something. Yeah, yeah. so they're they're they're, they're kind of teasing a bit of like the extinction of the dinosaurs, right? Right. And, you know, the thing that bothers me the most <laughs> is that when they're running down that hill from what is called a pyroclastic flow, this thing will just melt you. <laughs> if it hits you like it just nerd <laughs> but like Chris Pratt's like sprinting this thing's traveling like 300 miles an hour and Chris Pratt's sprinting away from us I know it's it's, it's Chris not, Pratt no, okay. only Tom Cruise can make that run yeah, that run? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways you know Jurassic World I, I'm I'm gonna see this in theaters Absolutely. no matter what yeah. it's something that like going back to 93 that was one of my it's Jurassic Park is still one of my favorite movies of all time it's perfect and it is perfect it's a damn near perfect movie absolutely and I'm, I'm happy to support this franchise we'll see where it goes Chris Pratt's great <laughs> I think the, the hardest part is going to be the storyline yeah. yeah did you hear about the leaked script for number four one of the scripts they didn't go with it's a military thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so they were going to turn the dinosaurs into, like, military... Well, weren't they planting they, that in the they, last they, film? They, they, yeah, they teased a little bit. I was like, where's this franchise going? Yeah, so, like, yeah. in the leaked script, they, like, they give these dinosaurs, like, metal vests, Ugh. and they send them out to, like, a drug lord's house, and then they, like, attack him when he's, like, in this jacuzzi, and they rescue, like, a, like a, a kidnapped girl. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, this sounds horrible. Like Planet of the Apes, the other one. Yeah, but I was book. like, but I kind of want to see it because it looks, it sounds so well, bad. They did quite a bit of that in Jurassic World, right? It, like, Chris Pratt's character so is training Raptors. That's what yeah. I'm doing. That's what, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was thinking maybe they could have done that. Maybe, you know, uh, Rogue Country trains dinosaurs and then they attack. Yeah, no, I, I like what Tim was mentioning, like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'm going to make my own movie about dinosaurs was... being trained by the military. Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> that was so not subtle. <laughs> oh, 
man. I love you, son. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay, fine. I'm going to make Dino Army 3, and you guys are going to be laughing when I make it so good that Star Wars is like, hey, do you want to direct the new Star Wars? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, sure. It's almost worth your calling term. All you need is one hit movie. They're talking about Taika Waititi now, too. That's what I heard. Are you serious? That's what I heard. One yeah. hit movie. Yeah. I would be so... Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Jurassic World <laughs> 2 comes out next year, 2018, I believe. It wow. must be because we got that would be it. last next so year, June or July, I think something. So I'm gonna be there. We'll see. Hopefully, we get another trailer that kind of entices a bit more. Yeah, 2018 is shaping up to be a pretty good year. It is, but we gotta get through 2017 first, and you know what that means? Pitch Perfect three. Yes, yes. we're back. Pitches. So we're gonna do a prediction. <laughs> the last jedi here man we've got like i said 48 hours the countdown is on we're gonna be down to minutes as this podcast drops i cannot wait for this film and one thing that we thought would be kind of fun to do to kind of lead into or end this journey to the last jedi for us here on the podcast is is kind of throw out some of our predictions and i'm gonna say spoiler warning here but it's not because we're taking information that we know from tv spots or any trailer beyond that last trailer to the TV spot trailer, or the one that was on the football game. These are just theories that we've been talking about for two years. And things that were seeded in The Force Awakens, and things that we want to see resolved in this film. So it's going to be fairly high level, but I want to do this because I think it's going to be fun to pass around the mic after the film, and see how close we were to these predictions. <laughs> and see if we were anywhere near the mark of what Ryan Johnson has put to screen. Because apparently it is... It is really good. You're saying, Troy, before we recorded, like 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, the reviews, I haven't even really looked at anything for reviews, but I'm hearing really great things. And of course, it's a Star Wars film, yes. but they're talking about very different things. And hopefully we get some of these answers, these ideas that were teased in The Force Awakens and some of these ideas that Ryan Johnson himself has teased. Because he's going to be helming this universe or going forward in this universe for this new trilogy and he already said it's not Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Well, he he he, he kind of did. He like he, he did, but he like, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I I know what you're talking about. I know exactly because yeah. I, I felt like he he kind of addressed it, but then like the media like went somewhere else, and like the headline was like he's not doing it. But if, like when you read it, he doesn't actually say like he's he's not because at the end of the quote he says I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. You can he has, touch he on pieces of it, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's a lot riding on this film and for Ryan Johnson. It needs to be successful to get that, that fan, that confidence that we need in this guy yeah. to take forward and drive this universe in somewhat of a George Lucas position. Yeah. You know, if we if we can call it that. Because he's gonna be driving the narrative of that that new trilogy of something that we're we're gonna be talking about for the next what, nine years, eight years. Right. By so he's time directing the first one and writing the three. Yeah, the so he's going to be he's acting as like it's the same thing George Lucas did in the original trilogy, right. right? He directed the first one, he oversaw the rest, and kind of directed them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, one thing that we always like to throw on the table prior to going into a film is our box office prediction. This thing is going to be a juggernaut. Yeah, it's going to do gangbusters. Is it going to do the two hundred and forty some odd million, two hundred and forty eight million that? The Force Awakens did. What's what's your prediction here, Sanjay, uh, for The Last Jedi? I'm going to say, like, opening weekend, obviously. Yes. I don't think it'll be as high as Force Awakens, because I think Force Awakens was a long time coming for Star Wars. It, it, you know, it, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for 10 years, was it? 15 years? A long time. And um, so I don't think it's going to be as high. I still think it's going to be amazing. I'll say 
I'll say two fifteen. Ooh. And it was two forty was Force Awakens? I think two forty eight. I think it was just it's either two forty eight or two fifty two. I think it was just shy of the two fifty though. Jeez, yeah, this is the tough one. I don't know if we can do what Force Awakens did just because of that anticipation level. Yeah. Uh, that I think it's ten year ten year, ten year absence, gap, yeah. right? From Revenge. So uh two thirty two I'll land on. Two thirty two. I'll split the in. difference here. I was cool. thinking around two twenty three. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking here. Because like I'm at work and my boss and another guy I work with both looked at me and said, When's the when's the last Jedi come out? I said it comes out this Thursday. Yeah. Um and they said, Oh, we gotta get our tickets. And these are guys that the last movie that my boss saw in theaters was The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Did they like that one? He didn't like it. Oh, okay, he didn't like it. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, because you said he thought it was too much like the original. Yeah, he thought it was just a retread, which there's parts of it, but I, I said I completely disagree with you. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can yeah. take this job yeah. and shove it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking 223 for this one because it seems to have that, that word of mouth. It's got that build-up. Not quite the same level as The Force Awakens, right. but this thing's going to definitely top out at 200. And, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where yeah. we all land with that. Nice. Can't wait. Exciting. I got to see it like three times this week of myself. (laughs) (laughs) So going into this, let's talk. We got a few questions here and let's try to rapid fire these a little bit. But Troy, Mm -hmm. who do you think Ray is? What's your prediction? Oh man, this one's, uh, this one's tough. This is like the million dollar question. Yeah. Nobody knows. Um, You know, going out of Force Awakens, I thought she's, she's a Skywalker. She's Luke's kid for sure. Um, I just watched Force Awakens the other day, and now I was like, could, could she maybe just be like Han Solo's kid, even? Like, nothing to do with Leia, just maybe Han did something else? Um, I really don't know. I don't know where she could be tied with. Um, <laughs> Throw some on the table. Yeah, let's see. I'll say she's somehow connected to Palpatine for right now. Oh, yeah, somehow. okay. Somehow. She's not a Kenobi. I'll, I'll throw that out one out there, and she's not... Um, a reproduction of Anakin of some not sort. She's not a clone. Of the yeah, yeah. So I'll say she's either um, a complete nobody, or she's somehow connected to Palpatine. Okay. Um, I would say that she is Darth Vader. That, <laughs> yeah, she Darth Vader when he died. He a reincarnated. Yeah. So or she, maybe he, Darth Vader had a kid who became a Jedi, who is Rey. Like Luke and Leia, or maybe, maybe Ray is Luke and Leia's kid. Uh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> stuff just went off the rails <laughs> as my voice gets deeper and more raspy too, and angrier. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave that one on the table. If it happens, you guys owe me something You'll for calling it. <laughs> Probably not. Trying to line with you here, yeah. I think she has something to do with Palpatine. Yeah. Um, I think that what we saw in the early trailers with kind of Luke fearing her a bit and what you see in The Force Awakens with Han, I think that they took her away from Luke. Right, right. And Han and Leia actually hit her. Okay. And Han was out there just meandering about kind of always watching her yeah there's a connection there there's a connection exactly because watching it back and forth like han eyes her up and down and offers her the job and he's really fond of her much yeah. like he was fond of uh greer i think it was yeah from bloodlines yeah um there's definitely a connection between those two but leia has no idea who she is though because when they see each other like there's just nothing between them i mean i know she hugs her before she hugs chewy obviously but yeah. there's not really much interaction between them but but the 
behind and the yeah. connection is massive. Yeah, and there's some big, there's some there because because yeah. Kylo seems to know who she is as well. Right, and and there's a reason why they cut from Maz Kanata when Maz says, "Who's the girl, Han?" Yeah, like there's a reason why they cut that right yeah. there. There's something. So okay, we got yeah. All right, <laughs> an off-base theme, <laughs> our theory here. That's and that's it's just been watching Game of Thrones lately. <laughs> <laughs> and we we got Palpatines here. So, given that. You know, th- this might be a more difficult question for Troy and I to answer, but will Ray's parents be revealed? And if they are, who are they? I'm gonna throw this one to you, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Why not me? <laughs> get to you. Um, yeah. So, will they be revealed? Oh, well, see, going back to uh, Battlefront Two here, and I, I don't really want to spoil anything, but it is a spoiler alert. In that game, you do play as a certain character that is led to believe at the end of that game. She lands on Jakku, and she has a relationship with somebody throughout the whole game. And you're you're led to believe that they had a kid on Jakku, and it's a girl. And Kylo Ren actually confronts the father at the end of the game and said, "I think says something like, where's the girl?'" So everyone's everyone's been going crazy, like that's Ray's parents right there, boom, 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 boom. But I don't really believe that. I think it's all like a setup. I don't think you're gonna make that reveal on a video game. Good God, no! You know, you're not gonna do that in a book or a video game. You're gonna do that on the big screen. So, who could Ray's parents be? Again, um, huh, it'd have to be an unknown in that case. I, I did mention before, maybe she's related somehow to Palpatine. But again, it wouldn't be necessarily Palpatine would be the dad. There'd be like a middle man or a middle couple yeah. <laughs> um, between that. But, oh man, it's, it's so tough to, uh, to assume who it could possibly be. So, I, I just have to say an unknown, but someone connected to the Palpatines. Well, I know who her dad is. It's Jimmy Ray. Jimmy. and then she'll go up to him and be like are you jimmy ray you know? i don't think raise her name i don't think Ray's no shut up raise her, her last her name, name. I, I think right maybe well, at the end of this movie she'll have a name change well way to ruin the joke <laughs> <laughs> like kind of like a finn or they did this with uh daisy on agents of shield she was named sky for a while oh okay and then they flipped her into another character oh called daisy johnson oh okay really yeah okay. so when they found out who her actual parents were that's and they're like her name is actually this. It turned out to be a character actually from the comic books. Crazy. Oh. So you could do something like that where right. Ray is is just a name that she adopted once she got to Jakku. Right. Um, similar to the way to that Finn was given that name as well by Poe. Exactly. In the Force Awakens. Yeah. So it's not it's not something that they were born with. Not a Christian name. Yes. So, um, you know, for me, I think we're gonna get a reveal of sense, but is it gonna be two humans that? procreated ray i don't think it's gonna be that simple right i think it's gonna be something a bit more complex it teased some ideas in aftermath about what palpatine was doing yeah and jakku and that could like it's it's not a coincidence that they had jakku be present in aftermath now part of it was telling the battle of jakku that story right but there's a significance around jakku the same way there's been a significance around tatooine yes like it, it's like a convergence of the star wars universe it's a, it's a nexus point for that universe and jakku seems to be filling that similar role in this new trilogy yep. as as being this nexus point for a lot of things that happen in this timeline or at this point in the timeline so I know we're kind of all sitting in the fence because we we're, we just have absolutely no idea. But I think there will be a reveal, and it's going to be something along the lines pointing at Palpatine having something to do with the birth of Rey. That's right, because because we've had Bloodlines now. Um, was it Bloodlines? No, sorry, Lost Stars, and we've had uh, the Aftermath series that yeah. have all been focusing on Jakku. I mean, Rey is obviously 
you know, left on Jakku. So there is some kind of connection. And Palpatine's been sorting or been after Jakku. Yeah. Or been, had some dealings on Jakku for quite yeah. some time. And right? the Falcon was on Jakku. That's right. You know, these aren't, as far as I'm, these aren't storytelling coincidences. Yes. These are set up for a reason. There's something to do with Jakku. Like, could we revisit Jakku in a flashback of sense in The Last Jedi? I think so. Yeah. I think we're going to get some answers, but I really, and I don't know if they've come out and said that they're going to give an actual answer to it, but I think they're going to give us enough that we're satisfied, but they're always going to be teasing a little bit more. And I think that might have to do with the connection between Kylo Ray and, and Supreme Leader Snoke. Right. So, and that's, that's my next question. Who's Snoke? Like, who do you think he is? Is he as important as we've speculated about for the last two years? Or is this simply going to be an original character that is just in the background pulling the strings? Like, is he going to be as important as we think he is? There's been theories that you yourself even, Troy, threw out there about him actually being the first Jedi. Yes. Or part of that original order. Yes. Yeah. Like, are you still sitting on that? I am. And and actually, another cool theory kind of came up that kind of supports that theory is he... He could be Revan. He he could be Revan. He could have been one of the last Jedi from that era, from the Old Republic, four or three thousand years ago. And he's Revan. He's mingled in the light and the dark. Um, there, there's a sense of connection, you know, with with Malachor. We do know that Kylo Ren's lightsaber is the old lightsaber that's based off of like the artifacts of the old lightsabers from Malachor. Um, yeah. In the games, it was called Malachor Five, but I think in Rebels, is this Malachor something or another? Um, if you look at Kylo Ren's helmet, it's kind of similar to Revan, yeah. and his master is uh, is Snoke. So he, he could be Revan, I don't know, but I do still like the theory that he could possibly be the first of the Jedi, but he's the last of the original Jedi. Ooh. So I still do like that theory. But then obviously, you know, you have uh, the opening crawl to uh, Force Awakens that says Luke, the last Jedi. So, yeah, but they could do a little bit of duality too, they right? They could. Is that, you know, is Luke the last Jedi of this generation, he's the last Jedi of that generation, or they flip it and you have the first Jedi and the last Jedi. Yes. So you have them going head to head here, right. where you have the, the first Jedi of, of the original order in some form, whether it's not his, his, his actual body, right. whether he's transformed himself into something different, but it'd be kind of cool that, you know, the last Jedi versus the first Jedi. Yes. So you could play on, on the words a little bit there. They could both be the last Jedi of their individual generations right. or the last Jedi of a particular way of thinking yes. before a, kind of the seismic change, which we're going to get probably in this film again. So Luke and Snoke could be paralleled quite a bit is that Snoke was the last of the original Jedi order before the shift in how the ideology was, was broadcasted or was practiced and then you go to luke and he's having and he's doing the same thing is that he's changing how the foundation of the force is actually portrayed to the universe or within the jedi themselves yes so i think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff there and i think we're going to find out that he's probably an original character yeah but he's going to have deep ties to the original jedi order yeah because i I think he's probably next to yoda and maz he's probably gonna be one of the oldest characters yeah, in the Star Wars Star Wars universe. Yeah, Sanjay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, Snoke. He's wearing yellow, right? Yeah. In the trailers, gold. Yeah. gold. So I think. And a ring. He has a ring. And he a ring. ring. Yeah. So I think he's Sinestro. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Crossover. A yellow, Green Lantern. Well, a yellow Lantern. <laughs> just, just to clarify here, I think I forgot to mention it when we started this. 
It's a beer per question. I'm oh, surprised. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> hopefully you guys like 30 cent uh, bathtub beer. Because yeah. you'll be getting it. <laughs> Jeez. That sounds tasty. <laughs> now, one of the big things going into the film here, a lot of speculation around this one from the early days, and the posters have, have kind of pressed on this a little bit. Will we see anybody change sides? You've got Kylo, Ray, and Luke are the ones leading this. You know, we're, we're fairly confident that, that Snoke's going to be the leader of the First Order from beginning to end. Leia, we'll talk a little bit about her, but she's not going anywhere. Poe Finn, very committed. Phasma, very committed to the First Order. Hux and all that. So these three characters, we, we've seen them maybe see the idea of a redemptive arc for Kylo Ren. There's been some ideas that Rey may be tempted by the dark side, and you're going to see a flip of both of these characters before the end of the film. There's been people questioning the placement of Luke Skywalker on the posters, taking up that normal position of the villain. So what are you guys' thoughts on any one of these characters actually switching sides? And at the end of this movie, we have a dark side Luke, or a light side Kylo, or Kylo and Rey teaming up. What do you think could happen there? Or are we gonna finish this story in similar sense to The Empire Strikes Back, where all the characters are relatively the same but we've gone through a, a big transition in them a big development in them but they're all still on the same side well i would say that i think kylo ren is gonna turn good yeah and i think luke's gonna turn bad Ooh. yeah i think you're gonna get really cool like luke skywalker will show up at the end dressed in all black kind of like a nod to his father and kylo will be dressed in all white and that'll that'll be it you and I were almost on the same page. <laughs> so close. So close. To the wardrobe. So close. <laughs> um, yeah, much like you, um, Kylo Ren, I think if anybody turns, it's Kylo Ren. I think he would somewhat come back to the light. Um, the novelization of, of Force Awakens, after he kills Han Solo, he's still conflicted. He still has these feelings of, of the light and the dark in him. So obviously killing Han didn't solve that matter of what he's feeling on the inside. If that didn't do it, then he's he, you know he, he still possibly could come back to the light. But um, Luke, I think Luke is a, a lock. After Return of the Jedi, he's he's not going to the dark. He's uh, he's a full time uh, Jedi. He's on the good side, maybe even gray. But uh, I don't see him going to the dark side. Would uh, that ruin it for you guys if Luke Skywalker turns bad? For me, it would. I wouldn't yeah. like that. I wouldn't want to see Luke go bad because what what would make him go bad? Everything he's gone through up to the point of um, Return of the Jedi, if none of those things made you go bad then, what could possibly <laughs> make you, you go bad now? Um, yeah, I, I don't see it. And I don't see Rey going dark either. I, what I could see for Rey is maybe Rey and Kylo uh, partnering up. And they're both like not having it with the light or the dark, and they go on their own path together. <laughs> they could kind of have, um, <laughs> a, again, a Knights of the Old Republic um Kind of not, but they could kind of have like a Bastila and Revan moment where they, they take off together and do their own kind of thing. So, like or they have like a, a connection. Or like yeah. make love. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you're, you're really hoping for something really different. <laughs> My Star Wars movie would be amazing, guys. <laughs> be more of a Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I, I really think that most of these characters are, they're going to go through a big change. But I think it's going to push them further into the size that they're on. I think Carl, Kylo's going to Carl. Kylo's going to go quite a bit darker in this, and I think Ray's going to walk that fine line 
And you may see some temptation in there, but I think you're going to see that same resilience that we saw with Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy in Rey, is that you're going to see her using parts of what would traditionally be considered the dark side, emotions, anger, these type of things. The same way we saw Luke use them in Return of the Jedi to defeat Vader. So I think you're going to be playing fast and loose with what traditionally is the Jedi um, ideology and the way a Jedi should act and how they're supposed to be portrayed from the original trilogy. But I think they're going to start to really steer away from that. I think Luke's going to fall into that same category is that he's going to think that the original teachings of the Jedi are flawed and therefore we need to end the Jedi or whatever it is. That's yeah. It's time, time for the, the Jedi, Jedi to end. end. Yeah. But sometimes but, stuff in trailers don't make it to the movie. This is true. As but this is, a, this is a huge, huge line. <laughs> yeah. Like this has to be in the film. It's the context that matters. It's It's all relative. That he'd be talking about the, this certain way of the Jedi life that yeah. he was brought up under Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda to think was the right way. He's maybe found something that says, "Well, these teachings weren't right. This, 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 this doesn't make sense. You yeah. need to embrace some of that emotion to make a decision. You need to work with both the light and the dark to have a balanced approach to life, to being a Jedi and wielding the Force." So I think you're going to see a lot of that. So you're going to see a change in Ray because we're all expecting, or you could be expecting her to be the Jedi that we're used to, the brown robes. Yeah. But I don't think Luke or Rey are going to be the Jedi, that Jedi. You're going to see a shift there towards something different. And I think Kyle's going to go really dark towards the end of this. I think that he doesn't kill Leia, but that Snoke or someone does, and then that just pushes him over the edge. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you with all that, because I feel like... I don't know much about the legend stuff, but I feel like since the Disney buyout, I feel like everything they've been putting out um, since has been questioning the ways of the Jedi. If you go yeah. to the Darth Vader comic book, everything or everything, right? The, the Bendu, all those things. You go back and you look at the prequels, you really have to question the Jedi. Like they were pretty ignorant with what was going on. Um, so that would lead into Luke's kind of um, discovery of the new way of the Jedi, yeah. right? And on going against the teachings of what was from the old. So. Every, I totally be down with that. Yeah, you're right. Like every piece of media that we've read has been almost building and preparing the fan base for yeah. this change in this film. Yeah. Like even like you said, the Bendu with Rebels, Kanan, yeah. Ezra, yeah. all these characters kind of walk that line. You look at Ezra, like there's a lot of emotion in those characters, in those Jedi. Yeah. And that's not something that is usually like if you go back to the teachings that are that are portrayed within the original trilogy. It's, it's not about the emotion. Don't let, you know, anger is the path to the dark side. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that Definitely. in this film, but switching directions yes. a little bit. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm ready for this change. Yeah. You know, some people maybe aren't, but I, I think to progress the narrative of this and to avoid maybe some retreading, they need to, to path, pave a new way for this franchise. And I think it could be con very controversial. You know, we could see this dividing the fan base up quite a bit. Oh, yeah. But ah, wait and see, I guess, on this one. Wow. Can't wait. Jeez. Yeah. Speaking about Luke here, will he ignite and fight with a lightsaber? Oh. Absolutely. Because the marketing and the merchandising would be off the charts if he <laughs> had a lightsaber again. Well, we all own these black series figures yeah. with rounded hand pegs. <laughs> well, we don't which know a lightsaber in would fit into very nice. Yeah. Many he does other have that cane thing. And his belt. His belt even has the hook. Yeah, the hook. Yeah, for yeah. the halt, right? Maybe it's... Well, he's getting older, so maybe his belt, you know, he needs to hold his pants up yeah. now. And, <laughs> Suspenders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it'll be a different color. What color? Because I'm going to go somewhere with this, and this is a theory that... 
I'm going to borrow from Mark at TSW. Cool. It's gonna King be, of theories. It's going to be rainbow. <laughs> rainbow. It's just yeah. going to be all different colors. It's all the colors. <laughs> He's just like, fuck it. I mean, it's, I mean, oops. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to be like, hey, screw it. All, all the colors. Give me all your lightsabers. And it's, you know how like every time the lightsabers get more and more lights? This one will be like like a star or something, like just like eight points of light just shooting out of this one. Very impractical, <laughs> but that's just the way it's going to be. Burn myself. <laughs> as long as it's not like the Inquisitors that yeah. spins, that, that's fine by me. Yeah, hand, hands down, he's gonna he's gonna like the lightsaber. I think it's gonna be the green one. I think it's gonna be the green lightsaber right there that's in this nerd room, and um, much like uh, Rogue One, when we got uh, the hot toys Vader, that toy was advertised with no lightsaber. I, I still think it came with no lightsaber, but obviously. We saw him in the movie. He had the lightsaber. So everybody was speculating, are we going to get a Vader without a lightsaber? No. Like, he got Vader <laughs> with a lightsaber. And it's one of the best moments ever. I love that in scene. Star Wars. Yeah. So it's, it's one of the best. And I think we're going to get something like that even more so with Luke. Because we got to get Mark Hamill with the lightsaber going just ham with this thing. So, ah, I, I can't wait. Yeah, I agree with you guys. One of the theories that, that Mark over TSW tossed out was that it's going to be white. Ooh. Much like Ahsoka. Yeah. Oh, um, and that it could be as a result of him bleeding a crystal back the same way Ahsoka did with the Inquisitors. I think it's the sixth brother. Yeah. Which he bled the crystals back from the red, now to white. Oh, so whose crystal? His, his original? Like or his Vader's? Because supposedly, the, is it the necklace he wears? Yeah, there's something there, yeah. It's like a, so some people speculate it's the red kyber from Vader yeah. that he holds with them. So, so you're thinking he might have bled, take that and or bleed it? Or the other chunk of it. Oh. Maybe, I don't know. Something okay. that effect. Like I like that idea yeah. of it, and I really think they're gonna try to parallel Empire. We can have a moment with Luke and Ray, where Ray has a vision. She sees Finn and Rose or someone in trouble. She has to go to the, the supremacy of the ship to save them. Luke says, "No, your training's not finished." They're gonna do a lot of that Yoda Luke thing. Right. But I think that what the difference is is we're gonna see Luke show up at the end. And that's when he's going to ignite the lightsaber. Okay. Yeah, he has, he has to you're gonna, it. You're, everyone's going to be like, oh my, like this is Empire, this is Yoda, we're not going to see Luke again. And then, boom, he arrives. And then that leads us directly into Episode Nine, where Oof. you have Luke with the Resistance, fighting alongside Finn, Ray. Like it's Because ah, he's making it out. Luke, yeah. Luke's not dying. 100%. Here, so. That's, that's, that's my, one of my last questions yeah. is here is, who's going to die? Will anyone die? Well, maybe, maybe I'll start with this question before we get into Will and Yoda. Okay. Will we get a conclusion to Leia's story? Are they going to leave it ambiguous? Uh, I'm pretty certain she she does live. Because I, I think when they went going way back into this whole uh, new trilogy from episode 7 to 9, uh, episode 7 was meant to be Han Solo focused, then 8 was meant to be Luke focused, yeah. and 9 was meant to be Leia, unfortunately. But with the... Uh, Fortunate circumstances with Leia, they already filmed up wrapping, or they already wrapped up the whole filming for episode eight. So I believe it's it's now up to not Ryan Johnson, but J.J. Abrams to figure out a way how to uh, exit out Carrie Fisher. So I, I think Carrie Fisher is fine in this film. Yeah. What do you think, Sajay? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll agree. That, that sounded legit to me. Um, <laughs> as opposed to your second question, uh, will anyone die? I think some stormtroopers may die. <laughs> <laughs> They may shoot each other. Yeah. Well, they'll probably miss. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I think Leia myself, I think that they're going to make heavy reference to her death, but not be explicit about it and leave enough ambiguity that you could walk into episode nine and have maybe some sort of funeral procession or something that kind of gives that honor to Carrie Fisher, to Leia, but also 
you're not having this on-screen death type thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's fitting. Yeah. You know, we're about a year removed mm-hmm. from her death. Um, and so a lot of people still feel that and they still have to be very sensitive towards that. Yeah. And we've been promised, you know, a fitting end for Leia in this trilogy somewhere, yeah. whether or not it's here or episode nine, I don't really know. I'm sure there's people out there that could tell us one or another that they've maybe alluded a bit more to it being in this film or the other. But I think they're going to give her story, her overall arc, a, a conclusion Enough so that the fans are satisfied and that they could do something, again, very respectful going into episode nine. So I think that, yeah, she will pass in this film as well. And as for anyone else, I agree. I think Luke's going to make it out of this one. All our main characters are going to make it out of this one. Phasma included. You know, maybe Hux bites it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I didn't. Will will Snoke make it out of this? I think so. I think you need to save a bigger battle for episode nine yeah and if he is the supreme leader he probably needs to be a part of that unless they're gonna bring thrawn in or something right right i don't think they are but um um poe but maybe poe poe could could possibly bite it. i know in the first draft that he's originally meant to die in episode seven yeah think- he's someone that could maybe see them kill off he's had a, a decent run going on with the comics what issue they're at pretty the, high up yeah, there 25 30 yeah so yeah. he's someone that's had a lot of attention you know uh shattered empire they introduces his dad and mom yeah, I believe so. He's he's a character that if they wanted to, we've had enough of him. Yeah, I could say at least if they wanted to kill. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too is is we we had talked about this in the past about like Infinity War and all that is, do they need to have a character death to bring stakes back to the Star Wars universe? They need to bring something that makes you feel like anyone can really die. And yeah, we had Han Solo die in the last one. I didn't really see that coming. No, no, no. Um, that was a character I was like, for sure, we're going to be through three movies here and maybe yeah. we'll get the send-off, the Han Solo send-off. Yeah. It was appropriate for the moment, I think. Yeah. But to me, that still leaves the door open for really anyone. And, you know, they're going to move towards a direction where they they want to walk forward in this universe without the original trilogy characters. So they got to give them the proper send-offs. It's not time for Luke. Maybe it's time for Leia. Snoke, I think he's going to make it through here. Poe, I think you're right. I think right now, Poe and Hux would be yeah. the two I would say are somewhat expendable in the film. For sure. I'm hoping not, yeah. but I, we need to bring some stakes to this, and that's the way to do it is character deaths. Definitely. Or you could bring someone back from the old trilogy, like the, like the second Lando. Lando, yeah, where's this guy? I was thinking Jar Jar. No, no. Well, he actually had a good conclusion in in the in the aftermath. Yeah, they ended as like he ended up being some clown. Or yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> kind of sad. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're about an hour and a half here, so I want to wrap this up. Yeah. Last thoughts on the Last Jedi, Troy. Oh man, I just I just can't wait for this film. I think this is going to be the best in the the new trilogy. Um, I, I hope we get some cool Force Ghosts popping up. Those kind of talks have been down, actually. I remember yeah. going into it, everyone's like, we're going to see a Force Ghost Obi-Wan or a Yoda, Anakin. But those talks have gone down. I, I hope we do see one of those three, whether it's Yoda, Anakin, or um, or Obi-Wan. But um, I just can't wait to see this film. I can't wait to see the trailers. I can't wait to see Infinity War trailer pop up on the big screen. Yes. Black Panther and maybe a Han... No, I don't think we'll see a Han Solo. No, I don't think so. No, they'll save that. They want to take. They don't want. Yeah, they can't yeah. put that in front of. Yeah, they got to keep the attention on. Yeah, the Last Jedi, and uh, I just can't wait to see Luke. I got got to see Luke Skywalker here now pop up in full effect because we didn't get that at all. Just revisited Force Awakens, and we didn't get enough of that guy. Is is you know is it is an interesting end 
we didn't get enough of them. We got to get them full blast here in this film. So yes, um, we do. Can't wait for that. I think Color Ren's going to be a, a standout in this film, mm-hmm. and uh, just can't wait to see the growth in these characters in this uh, next installment in this franchise. You know, coming in when you guys asked me like, "What is your excitement for this movie?" and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm pretty excited." Sitting here talking with you guys, I'm a lot more excited for this movie <laughs> now. <laughs> like, yeah, let's just let's fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> there you <Jesus>. go. <laughs> <laughs> First tripping over there. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need to drop F bomb and Star Wars. No just all the kids, <laughs> all the kids would just be like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> the parents would be like, "What the hell?" No, man, I'm right there with you, Troy. Sanjay as well. My anticipation level for this is to the roof. I hope I don't sound like this all of this week. Like I, I don't feel the greatest either. And of course, it's happening. Like like I get this convergence of things in my life happening, but. I'm really looking forward to what this film is going to do for the franchise as a whole. And to see characters like Luke come back, Leia, I agree with you. I think Kylo Ren is going to be great in this. We're going to see a lot of progression in Rey. And then there's all these other characters like Poe and Finn and the Phasma arc and this, this new character Rose and Paige. Yes. There's, there's so much in this film that have just been teased from those trailers. And I, I just think it's going to give the community so much to chew on going forward and then we get some follow-up comic books yes ah yeah i am i'm stoked i can barely sleep at this point i'm, yeah. I'm counting the minutes i i just want this film to be here we've been waiting for two years yes. we've been talking about it for two years the community is at a fever pitch at this point everyone is kind of on eggshells yes wandering around hoping that this film delivers the way we all expect it to and at the end of the day there's 18 of us, 20 of us going to see this film together. It's going to be one hell of a time. And make sure you guys look up for our follow-up reactions. Hopefully, we're able to execute that and get that done and drop that on Friday. So a day after this podcast actually drops. And hope you guys have all your tickets and are really looking forward to The Last Jedi. I know you all are. And we really look forward to hearing your thoughts on The Last Jedi. Because we're going to be back next week to review The Last Jedi. This is always one of my favorite reviews of the year is Talking Star Wars. This yes. has become a yearly occurrence at this time of year. Cannot wait for it. So if you guys would like to toss some of your ideas, some of your thoughts on The Last Jedi, you can always hit us up at thenerdrm at gmail.com. You can comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages. You can hit us up at thenerdroom.net, leave a comment there, or send us a voicemail. Send it to the thenerdrm and we'll play that right here on the show. So really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to think about the Last Jedi, and also forgot you can hit us up on Twitter too. <laughs> Randall's at the end of the episode, except for Troy, the last boy. Over here. You can also send us a mail, a letter in the mail. Yeah, bring that, bring that back, or right. a, a telegraph need an address though. Well, send it to the birds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they all have our address now because of the uh, Christmas. Oh yeah. So one thing that we never oh. really talked about is that <laughs> the Star Wars Commonwealth, the, all the hosts got together and we're doing a Sith myth. Sure, that's close enough. <laughs> Gift exchange. So on our Christmas week episodes, every podcast is going to be opening up a present from someone else on a different podcast. So it's a secret Santa where everyone's kind of still waiting for their presents are coming in within the next few weeks. I got mine off and it's going to be a lot of fun. So tune into every single podcast during that week. We're all going to be talking about The Last Jedi, of course, still, but we're still a couple weeks removed here. And so as we go through the holidays, we're doing this kind of fun exchange and to see what everyone gets. It's going to be a lot of fun and the way that it was set up it was so that no one on the same podcast was exchanging gifts it had to go between other podcasts so it's gonna be a lot of fun we've got uh, there's a i think 
20 or so people partaking in it. Wow. So wow. a lot of hosts in the Commonwealth. It's been a lot of fun. So make sure to tune to everyone else in the Commonwealth and talk to Orr, Stumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and the San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, as well as us, The Nerd Room. So yeah, check all that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Is it a Sithmas or a Hanukkah? Oh, oh. I see what you did there. I like you. First like that. Tonight. <laughs> like that. That's good. Love, Love it. it. Love it. <laughs> Took me all episode to think of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how can I combine Star Wars and ah? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For the Last Jedi, this is ugh, man. I don't. I don't even want to wrap this up because I don't want to stop talking I about know. it. I'm going to the next two weeks talking about it anyway. <laughs> so, anyways, until we are on the other side of the Last Jedi for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room and enjoy Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And this is our last podcast in this Nerd Room. It is. Yeah. We'll be moving to version Studio Three. <laughs> By next week for the review of The Last Jedi. Anyways, check us out Friday. We'll be there. Oh, yeah. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.